0: Welcome to another week of It's Just My Thoughts, and I'm your host, Mika Reeves. So what is good, y'all? So last week, you know, I took the week off uh, because we were out of town. We went to the child's uh, college orientation at North Carolina Central University. Uh, It was such a great time. Um, It was crazy because I went to Central for two years and just seeing the campus now and just seeing all the improvements and all the things that they've added on to the campus It's just been crazy. So, uh, let's see, the countdown has officially started. I think we have, what, three more weeks until we move them in. So we've just been trying to, uh, spend as much family time as possible. Um, get prepared, you know, uh, um, I'm hoping that Leslie makes it through, you know, uh, with the child leaving and, uh, yeah, so it's just been a really good time. Uh, when I got back, from orientation I got to finally really spend time with my uh my baby niece so that's been cool um she's super tiny so it's just been fun to actually have a, a, a new baby in the family uh another person to love on so we've been enjoying that and uh you know I've just been been kicking it been chilling and uh I do also want to say that uh you know I do appreciate all the love the show's been getting um over the weekend um I got uh now we're over 11,000 listens. So, uh, yeah, so I appreciate it. Um, I also want to just go back over again because I know last week or well, two weeks ago when I did my 100th episode, I did make some changes to the show. So I just want to comment, go back over some of the changes that was made. Um, so we have the mantras now. Uh, that's actually my favorite part of the show. And then I'm also going to do uh, the deep dive segment. That's new where i discuss one or two hot topics and then we still have the thought of the week so that was some of the changes that was made as far as that and then um yeah i think that's all that's all i've been up to i haven't really been up to been up to much just been uh super busy but super blessed and um also want to say rp to biz Marquee you know, the last, the last like two years, you know, we've seen so much loss, uh, so many pioneers. It's just crazy. So I definitely wanted to say that, you know, and, you know, uh, sending prayers to his family. Um, also don't forget just doing a little housekeeping before we go into the episode to make sure that you follow the show. You can find it streaming on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple podcasts, Audible, Google podcasts, pretty much anywhere you can find uh, podcast. So, you know, just pick your poison and make sure you follow so You can get the episode updates also, uh, rate the show, like the show. And, um, yeah, so let's just get into the mantra of the day. So I follow, I am mantra on Twitter and I usually get the notifications or alerts when they put up a mantra and they usually do it every day. And so I usually try to start my day with a mantra, and so that's why I wanted to kind of include it uh, on the show, because I actually enjoy doing that and uh, and saying that to myself. So today is, I am letting go and taking care of me. Uh, I th- I like this mantra from the standpoint of, when I think about myself, uh, it's been such a journey with just, you know, working on self-love, self-happiness, not caring about what people think, um, just just having like kind of like a fuck you attitude in uh in the most humblest way right and so uh you know uh, and putting yourself first and so that's something that i think is very difficult to do it's something that takes a lot of practice of just putting yourself first so i think getting reminders of that and just telling yourself that it's okay to do that uh so yeah so that was the mantra of the day so let's just jump into the deep dive All right, so this week for the Deep Dive, I I wanted to discuss the Naomi Osaka uh, article that she wrote for The Times. I think it was titled, It's Okay to Not Be Okay. Um, I think I spoke about this, her situation a few episodes ago, and so I wanted to kind of talk about the article a little bit. It was really, really, really good article, and it's actually something to just kind of make you think a little bit. Um, So basically, she came up with this article where she spoke about her mental health and how she basically had she felt the pressure of having to disclose the fact that she struggled with anxiety depression because she felt like the media didn't even believe her when she was you know going through her thing with the french open and um and so i wanted to kind of read some of it and just go into a quick little conversation in regards to it so let's see one insert i wanted to talk about she's basically saying that she learned quite a few lessons through this journey the last couple of weeks so she said lesson one you can never please everyone the, the world is as divided now as i can remember in my short 23 years issues that are so obvious to me at face value like wearing a mask in a pandemic or kneeling to show support for anti-racism are ferociously contested i mean wow so when i said i needed to miss french open press conferences to take care of myself mentally i should have been prepared for what unfolded lesson two was perhaps more enriching. It has become apparent to me that literally everyone either suffers from issues related to their mental health or knows someone who does. The number of messages I receive from such a vast cross-section of people confirms that. I think we can almost universally agree that each of us is a human being and subject to feelings and emotions. So I wanted to to read those because I thought those were really powerful, both of those statements, right? And so basically in the article, she's just talking about kind of what I talked about a couple weeks ago that she feels like, people really don't care about uh or talk much about athletes and their mental health and they have this expectation that you go out you perform you do what you're supposed to do and like as if you don't like you're not human right she talks a lot about in this article about not being human and you know i definitely think that and it's it's unfortunate that you're that they're treated that way because i definitely think that's the case i was just talking this morning about um they announced that Candace Parker, who's WBA player, she's going to be on the cover, uh, one of the covers of 2K22 NBA, the NBA game. And so I don't know what compelled me because I try not to like go and like just read the comments and the levels of just misogyny that was in the comments. It's about like, you know, women are athletes, you know, talking about how they're not going to buy the game because a woman's on there And, you know, mind you, like all of these tweets and things like that, like she's, it's going to her, you know, so she's seeing this stuff. And as much as you might be like, oh, I don't look, I don't, you know, I don't read. I'm sure, I'm sure she, she's going to read that. Right. And it can affect your mental health. And I don't really know, I don't know anyone that don't have something right. Whether it is, uh, you know, even something as simple as having a bad day or a bad moment, or feeling down in this moment, or feeling depressed, like you know, it it's normal, and I think that is something that's not really talked about a lot. And so, basically, with Naomi, she was just saying that she feels like in this article, which she brought up some key things that I thought was really cool. And I'm gonna put the article in the notes for you to read it. She basically says she feels like that she literally has talked to the press the whole entire time she's been pro for like seven years. She's only missed talking to the press one time. And then the one time that she basically said that she needed to take a break because of her mental health, it became like this issue, right? And she just was like, you know, that basically, if it feels another profession, if you said that, you know, you need to take a personal day, or you can't do it, you will be allowed that like, you know, I work in corporate America, personally, and if I need to take a day, I could, if I felt like something was off with my mental health, like we are we are offered uh, EAP where I can call and they can set me up to talk to a therapist. And we also in, inside of our building, we also have an on-site therapist. So we actually do, I actually do work for a company that supports, uh, mental health and getting us the help that we need. And so in retrospect, when you say, and think about her as an athlete, she's saying like, why are those things that we don't have? Like we should be able to do that. And I totally, I totally agree because these athletes go through a lot. I remember during the NBA season, I think it was this season, I'm pretty sure, Damon Lillard, um, the guard that plays for Portland Trailblazers, I think he had lost like four or five people um, close to him or in his family like in a month or, or like I think it was like a month. And, you know, he still was continuing to play. And that's a lot in general to even try to play through and live through. And a lot of times I just think that we don't always think about what an athlete might be going through. Just this past week, we saw, um, Richard Sherman and totally having a complete meltdown. I definitely think that he probably has CTE. Um, he was on camera going to the, his in-laws house, basically trying to bust down the fucking door. I think he also, before he was there, he wrecked his car somewhere. They said that he was drunk and all these other things, but it definitely seemed like something was wrong, like beyond, um, it being alcohol induced or whatever. Like it definitely seemed like there's something wrong. Um, and so those are things that I think that instead of putting it out there in the media and all of that, which, you know, is going to happen. Cause I, I mean, I saw the video, you know, the one question that I had was, you know, it, hopefully he gets some help because it definitely seemed like there was something wrong. Right. And a lot of times I feel like we don't really, um, uh, you know, focus on what could be wrong. The same with, you know, recently we saw the fallout of Shikari Richardson and, you know, her losing her mother, having to find out through the media that her mother passed away and, her, you know, her making the decision to, you know, cope through marijuana, right? And then the fallout of, you know, her missing the Olympics and the scrutin- scrut- being scrutinized and what people had to say in regards to that. But the first thing that I thought, even with that situation, and I didn't talk about it on here, but the first thing I thought was, who does she have around her and what village does she have? And, and how, I wonder how the team didn't, did they set something up to where they would be giving her some kind of help in regards to grief and just her mental health? Even Like the first time, the first thing I thought when I saw the situation was, how are they, how are they covering this young lady? right how are they protecting her do they have something in place and it shouldn't take for all this to happen for them to say oh well you know we're going to definitely get her all the help she needs that should have been something that would that should have been automatic getting her help that she needs but once again i think that we look at athletes like they're superhuman because they, they are these athletic prowess people, but we don't always look at them as human. So I I wanted to do a deep dive on this article because I think it's important that someone is stepping up and speaking out in regards to athletes and their mental health. And usually you see after athletes retire, they'll start talking about their mental health I know last year in the bubble, you saw a lot of athletes talking about how the the bubble affected their mental health and just being away from their family and being just kind of like in in this bubble having been like, you know, having to go out and play and trying to be focused with that, but how difficult it was to do that. So, you know, I think more and more as years go on, the stigma of mental health is kind of slowly going down where you know people are willing to step up and say hey you know like i i do struggle with this as well like this is something that's very real to me and it's something that's common uh she went on and kind of ended it saying that basically she felt like in this she talked to Michael Phelps and he, he basically was told her that he feels like with her speaking out she probably has saved at least one person's life and I think the level of camaraderie the level of uh support that she's been getting and people just speaking out saying like yeah like you know let's normalize this let's normalize having conversations about mental health and let's see what we can do in regards to making change inside of sports and I think what we're seeing right now is the start of that so that's all I had in regards to the deep dive um I'm going to post the article in the episode notes in case you want to go read it and you can also share your thoughts with me as well So this week for the thought of the week, I wanted to discuss effective communication. So let's just jump into that conversation. Okay, so today for the thought of the week, I wanted to discuss effective communication. I think that's something that, um, I don't think I've discussed that yet. So communication to me is something that Uh, I definitely have spent a lot of time working on. It was actually something that I struggled with. Um, and sometimes I feel like I don't really struggle with it as much now, but I think the fact that like, you know, I'm, I think as I've gone through therapy and as the years going on and and me just getting older and just more mature, like I'm really kind of like non-confrontational at this point. So It's been like interesting because, you know, I'm not like afraid to have confrontation with people, but I just don't desire it. And so it seems like as I've gotten older, just if I feel like something is going the route of where we're going to have this confrontation or whatever, I more so just don't want to deal with it. And that's not always necessarily a good thing, but uh, I just don't, I don't want to, especially when I know that, the person is not going to effectively communicate, or I'm trying to communicate with a person and they're being combative or negative or gaslighting. Uh, I usually can tell it's going to go that route, and those are conversations that I don't really necessarily want to have. Um, so I know for me, when you know when I started my therapy journey, communication was something that I definitely needed work on because I was horrible at active listening for sure. Uh, I, I think there were times that, especially when it was something said, uh, in regards to me, I wasn't always, um, open to what people had to say. I definitely think in relationships, I definitely think I was a gaslighter for sure. Um, definitely had the toxic trait of that, um, because I wasn't willing to listen to what other people had to say. And I think that was definitely a negative quality of mine that I definitely needed to fix. Um, When I look back on it now, I'm like, God, like I can't believe I used to um, even, you know, kind of like talk like that or communicate like that in general, but it, it, communication can affect all your relationships, you know, Um, whether it's friendships, love relationships, and when I look back on it, like, you know, I wish that I had some of the tools that I do now, as far as like in my previous relationships, cause I probably would have been, uh, you know, completely better in those relationships. Right. Um, so, so now in present day, I do try to, um, I do try to be a better communicator, but it's work, you know, and then it's also work just trying to understand people, communication styles as well. Cause everybody have different communication styles. Um, but for me, you know, I like to just sit and have open dialogue, uh, with people and meet them where they are, obviously, but I'm not really a yeller. Uh, that's actually an area I've tried to work on. And so I don't want to get into, um, you know, a confrontation or anything really combative because I don't really feel like you should have to, and uh, you know, when you're young, I think we're so quick to just be emotional and just be, you know, quick tempered, but I mean, uh, you know, me at almost, uh, 40 years old, um, I will hope that I'm not, um, getting arguments and acting crazy with my friends or loved ones. I think that's crazy. So, um, yeah, so I just try to just, you know, go into it positively. Right. So, okay. So I have today the five keys to effective communication. So the first one is be positive. You know, I talk about this a lot and is I think that you'll be surprised how many people have negative outlooks or are negative and don't even realize that they're negative. And so being positive is something that um, that may take work for some people. But here's the thing. If you go into a conversation with somebody already with a negative and you already think that this person is going to be negative negative um, Towards you, or you think this conversation is not going to go anywhere, then more than likely the conversation is not going to go anywhere because you already have a negative outlook towards it. So, I always tell people in general to try to go and walk into something with a positive outlook towards it. You know, even if you don't get the outcome you want, you still went into it with a positive outlook, like you tried. Right? Um, That's something that I practice because I'm like most times if if I didn't get the outcome I want, I probably would be disappointed that I didn't get the outcome that I wanted in the communication exchange. But I know for myself, I can sit and say that I tried. Like I effectively communicated. I wasn't negative. You know, I was open to what the person had to say. And yeah, and and that's that. So if you walk into any any level of communication with a person with a positive attitude, more than likely you'll probably get what, what you want out of it. Right. Cause people usually bounce off each other energy. So if somebody see that you already coming in with smoke, then they gonna you know, usually they're going to usually bring some smoke as well. The next one is be a listener. So effective communication, it usually starts with good listening skills. Um, uh, and I think we hear that all the time. Um, I think when you actually pause, listen and not, and not listen from the standpoint of, okay, how can I explain this? Okay, so basically what I used to do that was wrong, where I feel like I didn't always listen. And it's also rose into like being an echo. So it's kind of like active listening. So being a, be a listener as well as active listening. A lot of times, and, and I used to do it. I really wasn't listening to what the person was saying, right? I was just ready for them to shut the fuck up so I can get my point out. And you miss so many things, right? So in, in times like that, I probably missed them, you know, telling me their feelings. I probably missed them telling me their point. And I didn't, I didn't seek to understand their point. And my, and me and my therapist had a conversation about this last week. And it was such a profound conversation um, that she said to me, we were talking about this issue that I had and she told me basically that the person didn't value you enough to put their insecurities to the side. And I, 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 I thought about that. And I've thought about that since we, since we talked about it. So I am still thinking about it because I thought about myself and how I treated others. And I think the reason why, even in like my love relationships, my, uh, my family relationships, um, I value what they have to say because I value them and I value the relationship. And so for me, it's a no brainer for me to pause, put my ego and my shit aside and actually listen to what the person is saying, because no one's perfect. So if somebody is saying something to me, whether, you know, I don't necessarily agree or whatever, they're telling me their experience. And that's one thing that like, I take really, I I personally take really serious. I personally think that everyone has an experience right and so it is possible for two people to have their own truth and their own opinion and it's okay because you might have how you feel and they have they have how they feel and you both can be right right and it's and and, and that's the part that makes the where you, whether the communication is going to be effective or not because it's not about who comes out on top It's about you leaving a conversation with somebody with an understanding of both parts because both people can be right. And I can't change your experience that you had with me because you have a right to that. What I can do though, is try to understand your experience. So if somebody, so I'm gonna give an example. If somebody told me like, hey, you know, Mika, when you did this, I didn't like it. Well, I'm not gonna fucking automatically be like, I didn't do that shit. I don't agree. No, I'm gonna be like, Well, what is it about what I did to you that made you feel that way? Let's get into it. So that way, one, they can know that like, I'm taking serious what you're saying. I value you. I want to fix the issue. And also, you know, I I don't want this to continue to be an issue. So let's figure it out. Right. That's effective communication where you're open to the person and you're also actively listening Most times people jump to the negative and they automatically think that you're coming for them or you're, you know, whatever, when you, when you say something about the person, but I don't, I don't, I personally don't want the people around me or my family to be yes men. Like, I don't want them to just agree with me, you know, and agree with every fucking thing because one, like I'm a Virgo. I think I know every fucking thing anyway, and I I can be wrong. And I, and I need people around me to say, Hey, you know, that's actually not okay. And, and I'm open to that because I think that's, that's what you want. You want people to, you know, uh, call you out or, you know, address you if they, if they feel like you're doing something that's wrong and you need to be open to that. That's just growth as a person. That's my opinion. So when it comes to active listening, you know, instead of you, you know, rush in to get out what you're trying to say, or you're not really listening, you know, listen, be engaged, you know, ask questions. And and one time, uh, um, when me and Les was in couple therapy, uh, we learned, um, the usage of safe words. Right. So I know for me, and it's something that I'm still actually working on. I, uh, I I'll cut you off. So, I cut off people all the time. I do it on my show, too. if you ever said listen i w- I will cut you off it's and i and I hate that I do it. so, I try really hard to be patient in my conversation. sometimes, like I don't think that I'm always patient. I'm ready to just you know keep going and um where I can you know miss things or sometimes I automatically assume what you're gonna say and so um, you know, what we did. When, when we would have miscommunications with each other or either person was cutting the person off or not letting the person get out that what they're trying to say and things like that, we instilled a safe word. So when the person said the safe word, that's letting the other person know, okay, let's pause, right? Let's, because we're not, we're missing each other right here. Let's pause. Or it could be saying like, you know, you keep fucking cutting me off. You know, let's pause, let's reset this conversation, so each person can get their point across. And then sometimes it could just be where you say for saying like, let's just pause here because this is getting heated. This is getting to a point that we don't want, and let's just table this and come back later. Let's just pause and settle down and and come back later. And and that actually really worked. That that's what we when when we had communication issues. That's where we started was with the safe word and then we build upon that but that was where where we started because we couldn't really work on active listening and communicating and all that stuff if we fucking couldn't even first get off the out of the gates of the communication right so that was something that I think was important as well um, so that may work for somebody so I want to throw that in there as well also the main thing with communication too and it's kind of like my well, I have two more points, but this is my one of the points, but one of the other points is just being honest and being real. If a person really care about you, like you should want them to give you honesty, you, truly. And I kind of just touched on this, but, um, you don't want somebody to just agree with you just to agree with you or just to be around you and not actually tell you like about yourself sometimes. Right. So just being honest and with each other. Uh, I totally think that that you have to start there. Um, I pride myself on being honest and transparent. I think it's important. It's all about how you say shit, right? Like if I'm sitting here talking to somebody crazy and you know, I'm quote unquote, being honest and being real, but I'm talking to you crazy and delivering it crazy where well, you're not really going to receive what I'm saying. Right. I also think talking through, um, which that's something that I try to get out of as well, but talking through, um, social media, uh, text messages and stuff like that. Um, especially in like my love relationships, that's something that I definitely, uh, try not to do, um, at all. Uh, and even with my relationship with the child, like if we have something going on or we need to talk, like talk, talk, um, I'm not going to talk to you in a text message. I'm going to talk to you over the phone or in person. Right. I think when you talk through text messages, stuff can get misconstrued. It can get, um, yeah, misconstrued. I mean, cause you don't know how this person is saying it. You don't know, w- truly, you don't really know the way they're trying to convey this message to you because you're reading it in a text message. And once again, it goes back to the first point, but if you're reading a text message and you already have a negative view, then you're automatically going to receive it negatively. So I don't always like if I have an issue or something like that, like hashing something out through a text message. Um, I think for me, I will prefer calling or something like that, but I mean, you know, sometimes I go with what the other person is putting down, you know, meeting them where they are. And for some people I already know, you know, what kind of conversation is going to be anyway. So I'm fine with a text message if, if I don't really care that much, to be completely honest. But, um, but for the most part, for me, like if, if I want to have like a real conversation, I'm going to actually pick up the phone or, meet up or something like that. And we have a conversation. So my last point is to, um, be a mirror. And basically what that means is like, especially if you're communicating with someone, um, in person or just bouncing off their style, be a mirror to them. Now it's kind of hard to explain if the person is, not a good communicator because you don't want to, you don't want to be a mirror to that. Like you don't want to mimic somebody negative communication styles, but if somebody is being calm, being open to you, then be calm and be open back to them. Right. And take like, it's, it's all about letting somebody know that you basically value what they're saying. You know, you are into this conversation. I also personally hate, um, Where I I try not to do this at all. I I do not like when people, um, if you're hanging out, you're at dinner, you're talking and you're on your phone, right? Put your phone down, be in the moment, be present with the person, you know, look at the person, look at them in their face, in their eyes, and be intimate with them in conversations and, you know, in time spent. Um, I, I, I think that's the worst communication when someone is constantly on their phone and you're talking to them and they are missing you. I hate repeating myself. I cannot stand it, especially when I've told you something a million times, but most times you end up repeating yourself because people aren't actively listening. They're not listening at all because most times people can't multitask any fucking way. So if they're in in their phone or they're on the computer or something like that, Asking a person to, hey, you know, put your phone down for a second. Let me talk to you. That's usually what I do. Um, to let them know that, like, hey, like, I actually want your full attention and I actually want engagement from you, right? So, today I just wanted to have a conversation about communication. I hope that this was effective. I hope this this made sense. And this is actually a conversation that we can continue having because communication is so key in every relationship. So, it's not even just love relationships, every relationship, you want to have good communication. I literally strive to have good communication with all the people that's in my life, um, and being open and being honest and being there and being, uh, alert and, you know, present. Um, I think it's really important and it's something that I work on. I know I say this every week, but it's really the truth. Um, everything that that you want to be good at or you want to be better at it just takes work and it's something that that is an everyday thing and you know acting like you're like walking around acting like you know you're perfect and you don't have shit with you i i think that's so unrealistic cuz i think every person has something with them every week i get on here and i tell you guys about things that i literally work on things that i'm not i'm not perfect with and that i do actually have to sit and work on. And and sometimes I don't always have effective communication, right? I strive to have it, but I don't always have it. And sometimes I have to come back and say, Hey, look, you know, I apologize for, you know, doing this this way, right? That in the moment, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, it struck a nerve or most times when it comes to anger or something like that, it's usually hurt involved with that. So even coming back and saying like, you know, my feelings really hurt. I was just still, you know, kind of in my head, whatever, whatever, and just acknowledging it. So I try to at least do that. If, if it's somewhere that I did not have effective communication or somewhere that I feel that I just, you know, came up short. And, uh, and so that's, that's what I try to do. Um, it's just an everyday thing, everyday thing to be a good person. Um, and just continue to work on yourself growth is something that is continual over time and um, yeah so I wanted to just share that and I want to give you something to reflect on in regards to yourself. share some feedback with me share your thoughts with me um, but that's all I had this week for the thought of the week Don't forget to follow the show uh, you can find me on Instagram it's at it's just my thoughts underscore podcast you can find me on Twitter at ijmt podcast you can also email me if you want to be part of the show it's ijmt podcast at gmail.com don't forget to follow the show subscribe 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 tell a friend tell a friend and also i thank you guys for you know listening always every week and the support that the show has been getting is truly appreciated and like always i thank you so much for listening it's Mika here, and i appreciate you